0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome back. This is Emily. And this is Jen. And we have one of our absolute favorite people in the whole world today. Today, we're going to talk about... um, Something that concerns all of us, right? Food, diet, culture, which is such a huge thing. Body uh, image, body image, all these things. We have a, a gajillion amazing questions—the most questions we've ever gotten in on the show. And Natalie, who's one of my dear, who's become one of my dearest friends through shared clients. Um, Natalie, tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you guys so much for inviting me here. This is really fun. We're already having a, a really good time. Um, because
0: we're already eating croissants. tons of carbs and tons of mimosas. Yes. Loving it. Which so is our good. favorite things to do. <laughs> um,
1: so I am a registered dietitian. I work in, I have an office in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, and Westchester, Pennsylvania. I work specifically with clients who have eating disorders or in some way are recovering from disordered eating or... Kind of chronic dieting mm-hmm. through their whole life. Um, so, myself and um, all the dietitians at the practice with me, we all have a like, focus on intuitive eating, health at every size, um, those philosophies and, and modalities. Um,
0: yeah, so that's, that's what I do. And which is amazing, right? Because I've heard, and you probably understand this yourself, that there is a lot of diet culture with some nutritionists, right? Oh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, so how That's, do you even see that, and did you experience that throughout your training?
1: Um, I was actually very fortunate in that um, I didn't get as much as I think mm-hmm. some people, some people do. do, and I think... I, I think the fact that I was in school, I guess, I don't I don't wanna think about how long ago, but like I <laughs> I do think it's also like shifted. So I, yeah. I feel like students now are getting in their training a little bit more of the like rigid militant nutrition stuff and they're getting, you know, bombarded just like everybody else with all of the quote unquote, like research that's out there on the various different diets and things like that. I didn't feel like I got a ton of that in my training, truthfully. I think I was very fortunate. But if you talk to other dietitians, even ones my age, they'll they'll say otherwise. So I think I got lucky. I went to Westchester University. So I'll I'll shout them out. They were good to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get a ton of that um, in my training. And then in my internship, same thing. Um, You can't escape it, though. I mean, there's definitely like, I was trained in like, quote unquote, weight management, which now I have, I don't believe in at all. Right. Um, So, so yes, it was just not really, really blatant, Mm -hmm. but there was definitely, I mean, we've all been affected and changed by diet Absolutely. And
0: you said something really important, which is health at every size. Can you tell people maybe what that means
1: a little bit? Sure. So the health at every size, it's kind of like a movement that is happening. Um, And like anything else, it's being you know, shifted and twisted, sometimes in not so great ways, but at its core, health at every size is this belief, um, this philosophy that weight and health are completely independent of one another, um, and that a person can achieve good health at any weight, um, and their weight just has, just, there's no, there's no barring, um, their weight has no, no barring on their health. Um, And so, the way that kind of plays out in practice is that when I'm talking to clients, I'll specifically say, like I I I don't care what your weight is. Like I care mm-hmm. that you care, you know, like I have I understand that and I understand where we're all coming from, but all I'm concerned about is your behaviors because those are the things that actually mm-hmm. affect your your health. Your Absolutely. weight doesn't.
2: So I talk to a lot of clients about this and I'm wondering, you know, what your thoughts are on it. In terms of like when people are getting on a scale and using actual numbers to determine, um, you know, how they feel about their bodies, what do you, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem with that is, and that's what we've all, again, been trained to do. We've been kind of programmed this way. Um, well, it's never good enough, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a number. There's New. no, yes. there's no, there's no actual goal, and because we're the ones setting it, so we can we're constantly changing it too, right. um, and so you're never fully satisfied. Anytime you get on the scale, there's like one of three things that you can think. One is I'm glad it went down. I want it to go down more. Um, I'm mad that it stayed the same. I want it to go down or I'm mad that it's up. I want it to go down. Like there's just never a time where there's like a contentment with what it is. Um, And even, even when there is kind of what, like, so I guess some people do step on the scale and feel satisfied with the number, but then they become so attached to that number that that kind of drives their Mm -hmm. behaviors too. So, um, I think for a lot of people, especially a lot of my clients who are very pragmatic and very like black and white, like numbers are just something to become very obsessed with. Um, and so I
0: think the scale does that. Um, which is so, which is, I have no idea what I weigh. Same. No, right.
1: Nope. I haven't, I can't tell you. No,
0: That's not a thing Uh, that I do. And I guess part of it is because there was a time in my life that I was attached to that number. Yeah. And it just was. And I guess one of the hardest things, and we've talked about this a lot, Natalie, because you told me about some other clients that have gone through, is that like when I was pregnant, Mm. you were going in so often. And then my 20, I think I've talked about this on the show before, my 20-week ultrasound, there was possibility of issues. So I was going to the doctors a ton. And that they were having me on the scale every single time. So it was the first time I had really seen yes. that number. And, of course, it was always going up. I right. was fucking pregnant. right. <laughs> right. Like there was a goddamn human growing inside of me right. with eleven toes, not even ten, that's <laughs> extra like, weight. A lot of extra weight. Yeah, <laughs> Twelve some, fingers. But mentally,
2: so, that does something. Mentally, game. right? Yeah, and does. at
0: no point and like something that I had learned on later on was like I could say no mm-hmm. yeah. to being weighed. But even after I when I was in the hospital getting ready to deliver, they had me step on this scale. It's Why would that wow. ever fucking matter? It does I I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Isn't not that so matter. and so, do you tell clients to not to say no? Because you can yes. say no with the doctors to getting weighed. Yes, they don't actually need to know that number, correct? Correct. The
1: only time they do, I mean, there's certain medical conditions. But okay. That, we're talking like renal failure. We're talking right. like serious medical conditions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you would know if you had one that you needed to yeah, yeah. closely monitor your weight. Um. The only other time, possibly with medications, sometimes with medication dosages, they're they're dependent on weight, but that mm-hmm. is so rare. Yeah, that's so right. rare. So if you're going in for strep throat, you don't need to get on the scale. Right. If you're going in for
0: so, it, do you tell people to say yeah. no, thank you to their doctors? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Some doctors, I mean, and and they'll get like the, so. There's a couple problems with that. Sometimes they, it's the hard thing to
0: ask, right? And it's scary to put yourself out yeah. there. It also it's, feels exposing, it's yeah, and feels so exposing in a, a way, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um. But but most of the time, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get, like, a weird look from the nurse. Because that's who's weighing you anyway, yeah. right? It's not the doctor asking mm-hmm. you to get on the scale. Um, and then the only thing with that is that they, they have those printouts now. Every time you leave the doctor's office, it's, like, a summary of your yes, visit. And they always it. stick um, weight the weight on, on there. it.
0: So... Oh, they do. Right. You're right. My daughter just went, so, and it had her temperature it. and her fucking weight. Right. You're right. So
1: sometimes they think it's a requirement because I think they think like insurance requires it or something like that. So sometimes they will fight back. Usually, it's just a funny look. Um, but the other option, but this is where it falls off. The other option is to step on backwards. Right. But like I said, that's when when you get the prints out, it's going to be on see it. There. So yeah, I uh, definitely try to refuse it. And yeah, well,
0: if, it, if, it, if, it, if that's a hard thing for you, right? If you find that you're attached to that number. Yeah. You don't have to see that number. It doesn't matter.
2: Well, it speaks to the lack of integration between physical health and mental health. Oh, my God, yeah. Right? Because there's no real discussion of it. Or there's no, you know, even if doctors asked, is this something you're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. to feel like it's more of a choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because there really isn't that integration like maybe some of us need. Yeah.
0: And, and especially like with medical professionals, I mean, I have so many clients that have so much difficulties advocating for themselves oh my gosh! Yeah. when it comes to a doctor or any anyone, even with us sometimes, mm-hmm. right? That they see us as the professional right. and yes. that there is this, you know, one-up position. And that can be really hard to have yes. a voice to make that, especially, I mean, and also for trauma survivors, I always think about. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To have that, sure. wow. Okay, so uh, so this is a million things. I also, it's important to say that I'm very mad at Natalie right now, because Natalie was supposed to come with her new dog oh my God. Stewart. I know I'm, so <laughs> i so much and about. didn't bring him. And Stewart has one eye and a huge penis, a huge doggy penis. Stuart weighs
1: six pounds. Six pounds is Stewart.
0: I'm, so we I are really weighing Stewart.
1: I did. Wow! So even at so the vet,
0: did he ask? Did he say it was okay? Yeah. No. Well, he has one eye. You probably he, couldn't see right right. an eye. Sure. It was a
1: blind. It was a blind weight. Um, and and I I made sure to tell him this is just because um it's his first trip to the vet. Yeah, I, I adopted him, so I had no. I like we didn't know visible, anything about I, him. I didn't know anything about him. So it was his first trip to I the I mean bed, you had I him explained... rescued
0: within like six hours, right? Like uh, for oh, yeah, the he, situation.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean he's so stinking cute. You he's, he <laughs> he's, so, he's like the yeah. sweetest little
0: love. And pop. the the best part about Stuart is that he just rolls up on your lap and then he flings himself onto his own back mm-hmm. and passes out and snores in your face with his one eye and big dick and you're like I think I'm in love with you like it happens very quickly he's Cas-
1: uh, Casanova right there oh but, he's
0: Casanova yeah and he does that in session
1: so I'll bring him <laughs> to the office and I had a client one time he's full-on snoring like he did on <laughs> your lap and I was like is this uncomfortable is this uncomfortable <laughs> for you love it. and I, there was another time where it was like I, this client that I absolutely adore, her and her husband were in this session, and I just adopted Stuart, and they're big animal people, whatever. And so we're sitting there, and we finished the session, we were talking about Stuart, and I said, guys, can we just, for a moment, I know how inappropriate this is, but, like, <laughs> how big is his penis? Yes. <laughs> and... And my client's husband was like, "Oh yeah, it's a big dick." He's like, "We noticed that a long time ago." <laughs> Natalie just showed
2: me a picture because she wanted to give me a reference. And her, what she said was, "No, that's not his back leg. It's
1: actually his dick. It is. It's nothing. It, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. Me neither. I actually, when I, ado- I almost didn't adopt him for that reason. I was concerned, really. I was concerned something was wrong, but then I had to check myself and be like, yeah, everybody's you. body is different. Yes, wow. Yes. Right. And.'" His is very, very
0: different.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not actually just his penis that's different. He's also plus his heart. He's like so crooked. He's yeah, so he's cute. oh, he's really. But oh, he, well, like, he said
0: he was clearly very malnourished. I yes. mean, this dog has been through some shit. Yes.
3: So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P R O S dot com slash
2: they he lost his eye no we have no idea. I touched
0: his eye socket it was yeah. squishy it was squishy
2: <laughs> well it's all and like, over now Emily, it's it's, it's, Emily was saying when he comes in you can touch his eye socket <laughs> I was like that's, I think
1: that's the last thing I want to do <laughs> <laughs> but thank you oh, my, well when I I'm gonna come back and when yes, I do please. I promise please. to bring Stuart I'd like really, to hear his story really too well on his yeah.
0: days off you should bring him in here and he he could come to our sessions
2: Definitely. I
0: would love it. It's like an extra sound machine. It's a snoring. <laughs> 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 cool, right? Really we need good, really Yeah. Wait, um, okay, we had to get to questions. Because yeah, we got we have so many, so many questions with Natalie. Um, uh, it's sort of interesting. The first thing I'm going to say, I want to know how you feel about this question. And I also, let's do a trigger warning for the episode in general. If this is something you're sort of dealing with, take everything with a grain of salt. Natalie doesn't actually know these people. Um, You matter. You are important. You listening here, I want you to know that you're perfect and you're beautiful exactly the way that you are. So if somebody talks about weight loss in this episode, it doesn't mean shit for what you need to be doing with your body. So please to. remember that. Give yourself a big hug and if this episode is gonna work for you, please turn off.
2: You have to yeah. do what's yeah. unique to you mm-hmm. and your choices. So so make decisions that yeah. are right for you. Go to therapy if you need to. See so an um, amazing person
0: like Natalie, get exactly. support. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a really interesting one. I wanna know your thoughts on. I recently lost twenty pounds. Yay me. But it's interesting how people feel so free to comment. Oof. That's a tough one for that me. You don't celebrate weight loss, so, right? Yeah, ever,
1: ever. I don't. I there's no, I have no reaction to someone's weight. Um. So,
0: so, but people do comment on weight. They do. They do. Right? And they, that is an issue.
1: It, well, it is because well, it, it's t- it's tough because so many people. I've had people come to me. I mean, as a dietitian, but also you know, just in my personal life, telling me and being excited about weight that they lost. Yeah, and. Like my, they think
0: you'll celebrate it, and they think yeah. you're going to
1: celebrate with them, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. So it's kind of a letdown. Um, I usually have some kind of comment about, you know, I just hope that you're so happy um, because that's all I care yeah. about in the people with the people in my life. Um, so, but yeah, other people's comments, it's tough because they will a lot of times get positive feedback about the weight loss. Um,
0: and Which of course makes you want to lose more weight. It right, like continues so that, to spiral, so that's, right. So
1: that's to
2: comment just on like what that does to someone when other people are. When it makes you think I wasn't
0: good enough before. Right, right. right? So what does that
1: yeah. do to someone when when someone's responding really positively to weight loss? Do you think? It, I mean, it does just that. It kind. Well, I, they have a couple questions in their mind usually. It's it's what did you think of me before? Right, mm-hmm. you know, and okay, I'm better now because my weight is lower. I'm better, like, people accept me more. They appreciate me more. I'm better because I'm in a smaller body. They're celebrating with me. And so it really messes people up, especially because, first of all, most most weight loss, I mean, studies show that 95% of intentional dieters – um, maintain the weight loss that they achieved, so like and that's like after like three to five years. Mm-hmm. so most people, if they're intentionally trying to lose weight through dieting, they 're going to gain it back ninety five yeah.
0: percent of people are going to which gain is it like back. everyone,
1: which is everybody I mean and, and truthfully sometimes <laughs> which I wonder, so
0: basically with it diets don 't work.
1: Not at all. Yeah. And so so when you get that positive reinforcement, though, and everybody's, like, praising you and things like that, and then you're one of the 95%, you're one of everybody, you then regain the weight and, and then failure. you feel awful, right? So, like, you yes. feel like, okay, now they don't like me as much. Now I'm not as worthy. It's So it's um, it's tough. Now, what do I if, – if you didn't intentionally lose the weight, right? Like, so if yeah. you were just, you know, being a healthy person and – Maybe getting your mental health in check, maybe sleeping better, mm-hmm. and just naturally your body shifted and and you lost weight. Like that's that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Um, And you still will get comments, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of times then it's trying to, like, separate yourself from the comments and recognize that, like, we do live in this diet culture, which I know we're going to talk about. It is so, so programmed into us to celebrate weight loss. So it doesn't actually – that person probably doesn't actually like you more because you're smaller. It's just that's what we do. We say those things. Exactly.
0: I mean, it's, like, one of those things where when you're in college and you come home – for other uh, holidays and so, I'd be like, what's your major? Nobody gives a fuck about what your major right. is. Yeah. We just say shit, just say yeah. shit. The same thing, right? And like, that's like this way of connecting is giving people compliments, right. and we're programmed to do it around weight. And weight, one of the yeah. hardest things that I even found after having my daughter, was I remember somebody reaching out to me, this random girl from high school who I'd never fucking talked to ever in high school or after high school, who was selling Arbonne products. I don't know what they... Yeah, yeah, it's like a pyramid scheme, right? Saying, oh, I saw you had a baby. Not sure if you're interested in losing the weight. I'm doing this program. It's the first. It's the first thing. I'm like, yeah, I haven't stopped crying, to and my vagina still bleeding, and there's stitches. Like, I got bigger fucking fish it's to right. fry than some pounds. Unbelievable. But like, that really is. I mean, I see that as terrorism. I, mean, right. I see that <laughs> yeah, as, to, to is. go as someone is so vulnerable as a new mom, just having a child, because you your pyramid are scheme everywhere.
1: Pregn- pregnant mothers. And women who have just had babies mm-hmm. are, like... Targets. Oh, Absolutely. my God. I work with so many women. And, like, I literally... When I find... When I, my client gets pregnant, I have gotten to the point where I'll, like, go through a checklist of, like, these are the things that are going to happen to you mm-hmm. that you need to be prepared mm-hmm. for. Because it is crazy out there what pregnant women and, like, post like postpartum women have to, like, hear and yes. be exposed to. And
0: I was super lucky. I had a situation where, uh, at my... 20 week old at my 20 week checkup I remember the doctor saying to me you aren't gaining enough weight and I was like no problem I'm going through Chick-fil-a after this not an issue. Um, <laughs> and like, what? right and like never had got this. this. I got never this. do you really feel like, hear, like a this. doctor, right? But I've heard so many other stories of doctors telling women they're you're gaining weight too fast. It, you're not gonna want to have right. to get it all off af- afterwards. so yeah. like really watch your weight, and y- I know you've heard this before of medical professionals, right? Oh my God.
1: and like and then then the cleanup with that. like I've actually seen it really, really negatively affect you know, my clients, because they're recovering from their eating disorder, they're taking good, good care of themselves, especially during pregnancy, right, it's all about the baby then, Um, and then they hear this from a doctor, and they question everything that they've been doing, and I've actually seen women who went into their pregnancy were gaining a very appropriate amount of weight which by the way appropriate is like the widest range ever yeah, when you're right <laughs> yes. like we, it's it's just bmi and ideal body weight it's completely like the those like numbers you're supposed to hit are completely arbitrary but Anyway, she was being very healthy. She was growing the way she was supposed to grow. And the, a doctor said she was gaining too much weight. She needed to be careful. She needed to cut out carbs. I mean, I oh my God. lost oh my God. it. So luckily, she reached out to me. She was very responsible. And we were able to, like, talk through it. And she, she was strong enough in her recovery that she was able to move through it. But, like, it... It was awful for
2: her. Yeah, it was a terrible horrible. experience. Will you – because we do a lot of collaboration with professionals. Just how we'll Natalie and, and I know each other. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you have a client that comes in and tells you about this experience with a doctor, will, will, you, ever, will you ever Will get the on doctor? the phone with them <laughs>
1: and have this conversation with them? I, I, I do. Um, This particular doctor – I kind of talked to my client about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to see what she wanted me to do. This was not her doctor. This Mm -hmm. was like, you know how when you're like pregnant and you meet all the doctors in the practice, right? Because you don't know who's going to be on call when you you go into labor. So this was one of those. So she was not, she was like, I don't feel connected to her. I don't, this has not been my experience normally. This was just some random woman. Um, So I did not pursue that I wanted to though I mean I wanted to find the doctor (laughs) you know like I yeah her her down her down down, down. yeah
0: um but no I didn't doesn't it make it worse that it was a woman yeah it makes it worse to me that it was a woman yes yeah 100% well you know what? I mean, I just feel like fuck you yeah I'm angry
1: (laughs) oh I get angry and then (laughs) I you know I get angry and then I also try to try to check myself and realize like that doctor is affected by the same mm-hmm. shit that we're all affected yes. by and just doesn't know
0: better. Okay. Or
1: or has her own shit. It's ignorance. So what the
0: fuck is diet culture? Big picture. What's diet culture?
2: So this is good. Drum roll. Mm. Um
1: <laughs> wait, I actually Googled it. <laughs> what did google That's say because i totally knew that like you guys were going to ask me and, and i was put thinking, you on the spot They put me on the spot and i was like oh my gosh how do you fucking define diet yeah. culture because it's,
0: it's everywhere so diet culture here's how i think of it diet culture is when i walk to down the aisle to check out my groceries and there's five magazines that say you know five ways to lose the belly fat 100%. Right for me, diet culture is the fact that it is so no- that intermittent fasting is normalized. I right. just got
2: an ad on intermittent fasting, and it that's was that's diet culture. It was something that was saying like choose intermittent fast inter- intermittent fasting that fits with your lifestyle.
1: So it's like whatever works for you, find a way to do it. <laughs> so like don't eat fasting. in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. Exactly, that works for right. me. <laughs> that works for me too. When I'm asleep, I won't eat. Right? How about that?
0: Perfect. So for me, that's diet culture. The fact that 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 um, it is totally normalized yes. to have disordered eating parts yes. of yourself. Or just, yeah. What did Google say?
1: So, so Google, so <laughs> Christy Harrison, who's in a, a pheno- do you know, do you know that, Is
0: that, is that intuitive
1: eating? No, 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 no. that's Evelyn Tribble and another wonderful woman who, um, but anyway, Christy Harrison, she actually just came out with a book. She's awesome. I listened to her podcast. She's fantastic. I'm, I guess I'm giving her a shout out. Don't know her though. What is her book? It's <laughs> okay. No, it's What's, I we what's her book? So out? we have to make her, sure. Her um, I think her book oh shoot I, I just it's like brand new I yeah. just hold on I'm gonna look it up while I keep talking but because
0: our favorite is Carolyn Donner of the fucking oh diet, my god she's who's fucking phenomenal and one of our clinicians Katie is actually dear friends with her she's from Philadelphia yes if you she's have to be
1: here she's gonna next Thursday me and all, all the girls are going down oh to, yes because Christy Harrison is I think interviewing Caroline Junior, or something like that Uh I think I might be misspeaking but there's like this event in Philly because they're both fucking awesome yes
0: Yes. so if you haven't yet follow Caroline on um, social media and read the fuck it's I it's fucking phenomenal it's It's part of our book club it's part of our book club so good is it really?
1: we just just made up a book club club. (laughs) recently every every week week we just tell a
0: book and that's the book club week
1: oh my god I love that do you want to join our book club? yes (laughs) join our (laughs) book club this is it yes Okay. So anyway, so Christy Harrison has a really good definition. You can Google that. Um, and it basically just kind of talks about how diet culture is kind of like a system of beliefs, which is actually, when I was trying to think of, like, how to define it, I kept going back to, like, it's a religion. Like,
0: it's this, like, it's this thing that, like, but, but it's bigger You believe at your core, it's faith. Yeah. Like, this thing that I have actually never seen being successful, but I keep telling myself it's right. truth. Right.
1: And and it's, it's, so it's basically a system of beliefs that, like, um, that praises thinness. Mm-hmm. That um that says that health is related to body size. That says that it's totally fat phobic, right? Totally fat phobic. That that basically says we have control over our bodies. Like we th- th- this mentality that we can control our mm-hmm. body's shape and size, and that that's our responsibility mm-hmm. to do that. Um, it and so yeah, it's it's but it's freaking everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's oh, it's constant. Everywhere. And one of my favorite things
0: that Carolyn talks about is the fact that. It shows enough that this is all bullshit that the two biggest diets slash people call it lifestyle, which is really just the white person word for diet. Um, <laughs> and the fact that keto and vegan, which are completely fucking different, yeah. are the two best things to do for weight loss, people yeah. say. And these two things that are complete fucking opposites, you're saying are the two best things? Yeah. That makes no goddamn sense. None. Nonsense. Absolutely, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: and and not even weight loss. Like that's the other sneaky thing that we've done is we've made it about health. Yeah, right. And so everybody's not. like, I'm not losing weight for. I'm not. I'm not dieting to lose weight. I'm dieting for my health. And it's like that's the same thing. We've just they, the diet industry has just gotten. They're they're onto us, and mm-hmm. they've gotten super super sneaky yes. about the way that they phrase yeah. things, about the way that they say things. Even the body positive movement.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's so diet culture basically is just this like it's this pervasive belief that we need to constantly be eating less, um, exercising more, our body shape and size is connected somehow to our morality and our goodness. Um, Yeah.
2: So this brings us to actually a good question, good lead into it. Do you think being on a diet can be a genuinely positive and healthy experience
1: for some people? Absolutely. I mean, they're constantly getting this like this like satisfaction day after day, yeah. and say, like I did something. I mean, good. Yeah. Yes. yeah,
0: right. When you're getting so much positive reinforcement yeah. from the world, yes. Of course, it is genuine happiness. It doesn't mean it's genuine healthiness, though, right? Because like, that was the right. question: was ha- genuine happy and healthy, right? Positive and healthy. Positive I would say it's positive,
1: right? Does, would True. you say no, it's healthy? I wouldn't say it was healthy.
0: I yeah. don't. I don't
1: believe that diets are
0: healthy at all. Yeah. Um. So now because they don't work.
1: So separating the two, it can be a positive
2: experience, but not necessarily a, a healthy, healthy experience. Right? experience. Because
0: it's true, you're getting so much positive reinforcement from everyone.
2: Yeah, in and you're the achieving. You, you're setting a goal for yourself, and you're achieving it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that in itself gives you this right. sense of well, and know, what's healthy too.
0: So
1: that's the other. I mean, right. I could go on about like what is healthy actually mean. Like, don't ask me for a definition of that. I have no idea. Um, but. That's the other problem. So is it physically healthy? I don't know. It depends on what diet I guess you right. went on, right? And what you're doing with your food and exercise and things like that. I can't speak to whether it's a physically healthy diet for someone. Um, but emotional, like emotionally, no diet is healthy. And to me, healthy is that never matters. just defined by the physical. It's also defined by emotional, spiritual, if, et cetera.
0: Right. So if your mind and your emotional state is very unhealthy, mm-hmm. then none of the shit matters. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, here's a great question. How do you support adult friends with body image disorder issues? I have some thoughts on this. Oh. What do you think?
1: Um, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, obvious. like, the obvious answer, right, is, like, you know, tell them you get it, because most of us do get it. Yeah. Um, and encourage them to, I don't know, read, read one of these books that we're talking about, talk to somebody, mm-hmm. um but in terms of like as a friend it's 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 just not really engaging in that because a lot of times like those conversations are oh I feel so fat or you know I need to lose 10 pounds or I have to be good tomorrow because I did this tonight in terms of food or, or drinks um and I think as a friend it's kind of you know honestly it's it's just not engaging if you're close enough you can probably say if you're close enough you can probably say like hey like I've noticed you've been saying this a lot like you know I want you to know yeah Yeah, it scares me I love you like I don't want you thinking about this all the time you're awesome and so if you're close enough you could go there I guess Mm -hmm. um if not sometimes it's just as simple as just saying like you know like you're fine and then changing the subject right right and just like not because what we tend to do too i think is say like oh i know me too right? Yeah. right or so, or
2: like oh no you look great yes right? exactly like right? like you know trying to encourage them yeah. in a different way but it speaks to what you were saying earlier and that you're getting this praise or you're right. getting mm-hmm. some sort of comment on your weight or
0: yeah. your body and yeah. like one of the things that's been great for me to adapt that i'd highly recommend is that i have a secret weapon I'm ready my secret weapon is that i have a daughter And and it's great because when somebody says it, the thing I get to say is, I know exactly how you feel. I have felt that feeling so many times. But we actually don't talk about food or diet and weight in this house. Oh, I like that. That's really we have good. a very specific rule in our house. The same thing. My husband hates peppers. Before <laughs> we had to make a rule in our house, that, like, like my bell husband peppers. Yes, he just fucking hates peppers, right? <laughs> so we had to make a rule in our house because <laughs> my daughter eats that you can't be like, oh, I hate peppers because then she's gonna be like, yeah, peppers are mm-hmm. gross, right? Good. Like, yeah. so like, we have a rule that like all food is good food. Yep. We don't believe that our daughter is allowed to have. We believe our daughter is allowed to have anything. We do not talk about food being better or worse in our house. Mm-hmm. We can talk about what it stands for, like mm-hmm. you know, like if she was to ask me it someday, like, "Well, is this a bad food?" I could say, "Well, that food maybe gives you more energy. That one, carrots help your eyes see, right? Like, yep. like that type of thing." Yep. So for me, it's really easy because I get to use my daughter yeah. as a tech, as this tool. To stop the conversation, yeah. but also what it says is, you want to know what I feel exactly the same way as you, and the reason going to talking about it at this home is because I don't want my daughter to feel either of the ways that we have in right. our lives, right? Which provides that empathy, right? Because we exactly. do all we, get it.
1: So I think it's tough because you don't want to just like don't dismiss be a dick. It. You don't want to right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, want to dismiss. A dick. It. You don't yeah. want to be like, oh my god, like you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, or like I just don't want to talk to you about this. Like, yeah, we've all been there. So I think I think calling that out, showing
0: that, but then saying like I like setting boundaries, whatever those are, whether, whether you. And also like for anyone listening who has a group of female friends, you can also make to pack together as a group of Mm -hmm. female friends Yes, to say like, Hey, like we're going to come as of we're going to hold ourselves accountable here. So if one of us starts to do it, the other one's going to say, Hey, remember that deal that we all came up with? Mm -hmm. Because it isn't actually helpful to keep having these conversations. And I think
2: sometimes it's, like, to be the one who says that scary. is so scary but yeah. brave at the same time. Because it's almost like it can be a bonding experience to be like, I feel so fat. I don't yes. like this about myself that yes. – that you know, you hear a lot of women who are using that those ways yeah. of bonding and so it changes the dynamics in your friendship yeah. sometimes
1: too because you no longer have that to talk about. And I've had clients who have who their friendships have changed when yeah. they've kind of set those boundaries or they've, they've they've asked their friends to not discuss it, things like that and there so there is a shift in the friendship and yeah. that yeah, that is a very brave thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Um. Somebody asks, um, is it unhealthy to always classify food as good or bad for you? Again, in terms of health, it's black and
1: white. Yeah, it's it's very black and white. And, and in terms of healthy, no. Emotionally, it's not healthy. Psychologically, it's not healthy to do that. Um, and it's just not true like it's just there's just like there's no good food there really is no bad food that doesn't that's not a real concept it's also very privileged like the other thing we have to talk about and like so much of wellness
0: and diet culture is about privilege right some people buy what they can afford right so if they have access to potato chips and soda at the corner store then fuck you for calling that bad right right like if that's what a mom is able to provide they need to eat that's if a mom is able to provide to her children then that's good that she was able to do so it is a very privileged idea mm-hmm. and orthorexia so can you talk a little bit about what
1: orthorexia is so orthorexia it's not technically a like it's not like in the dsm, um, DSM. it's not it doesn't yeah, well, that but, just sucks. um but it is very much you know talked about in in practice and it basically it's an unhealthy obsession with being healthy particularly with eating healthy mm-hmm. um so it's it the, the problem with ortho i mean orthorexia
0: I see I, it more and more. I know? mean, I, Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, it's probably so prevalent. If we were to actually make it an eating disorder, like, if they it were to the, put... It would be the most
0: diagnosed. Oh,
1: my gosh. Because it's so supported. Oh, right have,
0: and celebrated. And celebrated, right? Yeah, now. I mean, we live in
1: an orthorexic culture right now. Mm-hmm. Like, diet culture is orthorexic culture. Like, mm-hmm. they're one and the same, basically, and that is the world that we're living in. So, um... Some people do take it to a different level, right? I guess we can all have, there's a lot of people who like go on and off of diets, but it doesn't affect their ability to be social humans. It doesn't affect their ability to have relationships, things like that. For someone who's orthorexic, it does. It starts to, um, it starts to really impact, you know, how they're, cause, cause how can you go out to eat when you, you know, have all these rules about food? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you enjoy like, you know, pizza and beer when you have all these rules right. about food? Um, and so it, It's when you... Orthorexia, I guess, is taking diet culture and getting even more rigid with it.
0: Okay. And I think one of the things... I, you hear so much, and I guess we maybe don't hear this as much anymore, but people have heard that food is fuel. We truly believe food is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Food is socialization. Food is comfort. Food is memories. Food is family. Food is culture. Mm-hmm. So to just say that food is about fuel yep. takes away all the other context and beauty of it, right. right? 100%. Because a pizza and beer night is, I mean, Natalie and I hung out two nights ago. Mm-hmm. We ate so much goddamn food. Ugh. And we had so, good. so much good rosé. Yes. And we had such a wonderful bonding time together, and right? And that would have been so different without, it would have been so different without the food. It would have been so different without the food, um, right? Absolutely. And it would have been for both of us who have struggled with disordered eating throughout our life that, yeah. how different would that have been 10 years ago?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I would
0: not, after eating that food, I wouldn't have been able to sit with you and be so present. That's such a, that's laugh. so true. Yeah. That would have been the hardest night for me 10 years ago. That's so true. That's so true. And then if we hadn't gotten the sushi, we bo-
1: both would have been thinking about how hungry we were. Yes. And, like, whether or not, like, we would have been so distracted by all the chatter that happens when you're, like, trying to figure out, like, how do I deal with food in this situation? Like, we didn't, we, we ate, we drank, and then we just, like, were Hung. stupid for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was, on, f- Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was I, nothing I'm right i still like haven't talking to like bumble guys that you you message
0: <laughs> so, so natalie is single and like i said before on this show i would never experienced app based dating and i've always wanted to so natalie truly let me live vicariously through so her and message all of these guys and i really fucked her over did you get her any dates well i actually liked some guy she went to school with <laughs> and it got very awkward it
1: was yeah it was, i was like oh my
0: god i know him <laughs> <laughs> um And like in a anyway, and the guy was like, "Hey, that was crazy to get a like from you." And I was like, "Oh, do we know him?" Uh, He, by the way, he's awesome. He's (laughs) so awesome. (laughs) He's not listening to this Just in case (laughs) he's listening, he's a thousand percent
1: not listening to this, but he is awesome. Um, But yeah, that was. But I
0: still did an awkward thing. Okay, so um,
1: let's do let's do. Yeah, that's
0: an amazing
2: one. One, I, I think we got this from two different people, and I think it's really important to talk about. Um, One of the questions, how do you promote healthy body image And boys and girls under five years
1: old. Oh my God. Young children. And Emily, you talked about that a little bit. I mean, yeah. So, I
0: think, so the way we do it in our house is that, like, we do not label foods as good or bad. We don't talk about Mm -hmm. food. There's not, like, an obsession about it. I also um, am very careful about, like, what I say about my body and how Mm -hmm. I look in clothes. It's really easy. And 10 years ago in my life, it would be really easy for me to say things like, oh, like, I hate the way I look in these jeans, or Mm -hmm. I mean, if I could just lose six pounds, you know, these things that I used to say that were so normal. I'm very conscious since becoming and and you know I've made it about a thing because I have a girl, but this really stands the same oh, no matter sure. what gender oh my child God, yes. you have. Um, I'm very very intentional about food conversations in my home. Yeah. And children, I'm and, 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 and children pick, children up, pick, on pick up on everything. So I would say it is a mirroring. I mean, I'm modeling. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I would say it, it's as modeling. And the same thing that it's not just me, my husband and I come together and this is our house yep. world, yep. including like if we have a babysitter or anything, like we're very careful about it. That's so good. And that is really it. Like honestly, I think, yeah. I think modeling
1: because what you say to your kid actually has so much less impact on them versus what they see you doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you can talk about like, you know, love your body, love your blah blah blah. You can, like, say all the right things, whatever those things are, but acting it out and, mm-hmm. like, and, and living that yourself is so much more, like, so much yeah. more of an impact, yes. right?
0: And if you need any help at that when it comes to your children, I highly recommend um, Feeding Littles. It's an amazing organization. Follow them on Instagram. And Kids Eat in Color, also a oh, cool. great place to be associated with. They have lots of good information about you know, the reality is is we do want our kids to have more whole grain or have more fruits or have sure. more vegetables, right? Like And there's ways to do it that isn't becoming obsessive about it and it just is offering it.
2: Mm -hmm. So, okay, that brings us into the next question, right? Because if you want to build up better self-confidence so that you're not bringing it into your house, how can someone do that? How do they deal with the internal and external body shame? And what are some tools to fight the shame?
1: Those are great
2: questions. Really good questions. I'm sure so many people have to battle. Yeah,
1: thank you. Um... So, I mean, shame. I'm like, I'm on a Brene Brown kick right oh, now. Yeah. I feel like I'm name dropping a lot of people. I know no. none of these people. That's I would right. love to know all <laughs> of them, by the way. Um, so, and, and I mean, again, that's, that, that shame around your body is all coming from this diet culture. It's coming from these beliefs right. that, that we have some control over our body. And so how it looks is our responsibility. Um, so I think, well, it's, it starts with like fake it till you make it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, say the nice things, say them over and over again. Cause we're creating new pathways mm-hmm. in the brain. Right. So like we have these like very, very deep rigids, um, in our brain of these thoughts of like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not mm-hmm. thin enough da da um, the, we didn't. We weren't born with those though, right? So they've, they've been created over the course of a lifetime, which means like sometimes we just have to keep saying the thing yes. over and over and over again and hearing it over and over and over again before it's ever going to take hold or feel real to us. Um, so starting with some of that, maybe just like a positive affirmation or like I'm okay. I wouldn't go like the I love my body thing. I would go with like I don't like my body, but I'm okay. Right? right? Like be honest with right. yourself. Um, and then flood yourself with, the body positive instagrams the 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 podcast the body positive podcasts um and really like put as much of that information in your face as you can because we're constantly getting the other information uh right and like so you can say I'm on a mission to start to feel better about my body but you have this
0: entire world that's against you yes um so and if you google body positive instagrams You'll find 10,000 BuzzFeed a, a articles, million. a million listicles oh, yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think recognizing, too, the things that you do say to yourself. Sometimes we don't even realize yeah. what we're saying to ourselves and how it's affecting us. So and we, if you
0: listen to episode one, Ants and Cats.
2: Ants and Cats. You're automatic. Know Yourself, Grow Yourself. Yes,
0: right? So those are your automatic, like, those those automatic yeah, negative, negative thoughts. thoughts, right? We don't try to have them. They're just automatic, and they come up. Um, we need some more questions. So... <laughs> We can talk to Natalie forever and she'll be back again. She will be back again.
2: So, okay, so this kind of touches on the question we just asked. How can we promote self sensitivity or the idea of being patient with ourselves?
0: Hmm. I think she just did it by writing that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: I truly think that you did it by writing that question out. By being intentional about wanting something is the first step absolutely absolutely and again this
1: re- this this understanding that like i mean compassion is so important in this process because like i said this is a big mountain we're all climbing this idea that we have to fight this these billion dollar industries that are telling us that we are not enough um you know and we're just one person trying to fight that so it's gonna be slow it's gonna be messy um, and just being really really patient and compassionate with yourself and realizing that like you're that's you're not alone in it either right, right? like we're all up against the same thing and try and hope and some of us are really trying to fight it like you are and so we, yeah we all just have to be real compassionate with ourselves
2: mm-hmm. so th-
0: This is an interesting question.
2: So, right. And we can end on this one. I think this is one of our last ones. So...
0: uh, Well, we had to make Natalie do personal versus professional. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, okay. Last question before we do personal versus professional. Um, Someone wrote in, an identity crisis once you've lost a significant amount of weight.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so... Yeah. That's... Because then you've just become your weight, right? Because when you've lost a significant amount of weight, right? Like, let's say somebody gets um, a gastric bypass or something. um, It's almost like that's all that anyone can see anymore. Mm -hmm. And you didn't become a different person. And that's what you have to remember. Whether you've gained weight or lost weight or stayed the same, you are still you. Yeah but everyone sees it as something else. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, it's so interesting too, because I think what that also shines a light on, I have a lot of clients who um, actually have undergone gastric bypass um, or any of the bariatric surgeries, and they go into it expecting to, actually expecting to be a different person, Mm -hmm. right? Like they they think like, if I lose all this weight, my life is gonna be better, my life is gonna be different, things are gonna be different, I'm gonna be happy. And then they lose all the weight, And they don't recognize themselves in the mirror, for one, because that's pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And they still feel the sadness that they felt before Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about their weight. Mm. Right. And so it's just a very confusing thing because they're getting all this positive reinforcement and they feel like they should be proud of themselves and they should feel really good about themselves and they're waiting for like to be different. Um, But they still have a lot of the same feelings. And that are kind of like walking around in this body that's very different, and, and with these relationships now that are very different. So I think, I think it's just incredibly confusing for people, um, and a letdown a lot of times. Mm-hmm. At least, at least in the clients that I've worked with, I can't speak to you know all all, all clients who have experienced something like that. But because people are pretty much blaming how they feel on their weight,
2: and right. once they lose yeah. it then it really shines light on so many other things that yeah. are affecting them. That Absolutely.
0: Um, there was this great SNL skit um, a few months back that it was like, um, it was like a tour guide in Italy that was like, ing- it was oh, it oh all the stuff they were going to do. And then it was like, and just a reminder, if you are lonely in America, you are lonely in Italy. Yes. And it was basically like, yeah, yeah just because you're doing Adam this. Sandler. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe sure that sounds it right. Um, that sounds very sure. accurate. Um, and uh, right, and so, like the thing is, is that like we say these these, and we talked about this on the show before. I'm like very anti aha moment. I'm very anti instant gratification. We have this idea that a quick fix will mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So whether that's doing keto to lose a bunch of weight, uh, whether that's going on vacation very suddenly, that should never last. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, and it's, it's just always the surface thing, right? Like it always it's 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 short term. It makes you feel really good. That's like That's what quite, I said. It feels, about so, good. It feels so good, so uh, good. It's a Band-Aid, though. Uh-huh. You know, if you if you're sad, like you're still gonna be sad. You're just also gonna be hungry. Right. Um. So yeah. Okay. So should we get so, into that well, person? Wait,
0: we have to do one thing because I want ev- I want Natalie to be able to provide some bit of action for everyone because the show okay. is about insight, awareness, and action. If you could, and maybe this is stuff you offer to some of your clients, if there was two things you'd recommend people to doing they're starting this journey of releasing diet culture or going anti-diet or releasing all this what are two recommendations you'd have two little tasks they could do at home
1: um okay well one is i would i would pick up a book about it so there's some really really great ones maybe you guys can list them too i don't know if you can
0: list them we can yes uh, we'll put it on our um yeah
1: but there's health at every size is actually a book Um, And the Fuck It Diet is a great one. Um, And there's others, and we can list them. So I would pick up a book. I would read about some of this stuff because – because a lot of this stuff is actually, like, evidence and science-based, too. Okay. So we can talk about it as this, like, idea and this philosophy and this, like, feel-good thing, but, like, there's actually real data that supports this mm-hmm. stuff, and those books go into it. So we didn't touch any of that today, really, but those books really go into it so that it, it, it makes it so you feel a little bit more equipped to come up against the medical profession, to come up against diet culture, with some, like, real shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So that's one thing I would do is find a resource like that. Educate yourself a little bit on what this what this whole thing is. Um, and then I would, second thing, if there were two things. Um, hmm. I have one that What's you told your, a client
0: of mine. What? Wants. Tell me. So we, we share a ton of clients. Mm-hmm. And you had given the advice to a client. You said, what is something you really love to eat and you always feel guilty about? Ah. And then you said, I want you to go make it for yourself every day. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, this garlic toast she really liked. It was, mm-hmm. like, she, her mom used to make her when she was little, but she, there was so much guilt associated because there was butter on it and oil and, like, other stuff that she had determined were bad foods. Yeah. And so you said, I want you to go home and eat it. I love Yeah. Wow. I said I that. I'm yeah. <laughs> wow, proud of myself. And I then, after she talked about it in session, I went home and made her garlic butter toast. It was fucking amazing. Oh, my God. And I now love it. And I've, so I don't know what you're going to say, but that I, I it. that was very I've helpful. Done.
1: Eat your favorite food.
0: Eat, Eat it. your favorite Eat food. Eat it every
1: damn day if you want it every damn day. That's good. That's good. good. I had no idea I gave that advice. L- yeah. That's really, that's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is why Natalie's one of my favorite people. Okay. So we have to do personal versus professional. Yes. Do you have one? No. Okay. Do I do have, you have one. one? Mm-hmm. Thank God. All right. So we're going to use now because you're dating. Yes. Right. You and our online dating, there is, when you are single, there is a lot of pressure around physical appearance. Yes. Right? And there's a lot of app-based dating, which is looking at photos. Yes. So, a guy messages you, mm-hmm. and Natalie's heterosexual, we're going to say a guy, a guy messages you and says, God, your body's so good, not like the other cows on this site.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did that happen when you guys? No,
0: but uh, I'm just saying, I could see it happening, no. um, but personal versus professional.
1: Okay, so personal.
0: How would you respond personally, and then how would you respond professionally? I mean, truth be told, I wouldn't respond, but if you want, do you want okay. me to give you a response? Like, no, I wouldn't. That's, so, that's no, no, no. Right, so, no response is a response. So, so, per, so that's a block. Personal so,
1: personal would be a block. Personal like block, not I wouldn't, right. not an
0: engagement, it's a fucking nope, block. I would block Just that okay. shit, yep.
1: Professionally, I yeah. we want
0: to know what we, what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would message him, uh, professional, Okay.
0: Wait, per- cuz personally what she'd say is you're a real fucking right, dick. Right. This is yeah, this is tough. Yeah, so, no. per- so if but, you were gonna not to and per- and personally say what would you say to him? Go fuck yourself. Okay. Right.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah. So we wanted to know. Yeah. Um but okay, so professional I would say um thank you for reaching out. I am not on here to meet people who are you know, only interested in bodies and appearances. Um, I also negati- never talk negatively about anyone's body, um, and so I won't. I won't engage in this conversation. Very good. All right, beautiful. Yeah. That
0: was a good one. So,
2: yeah. Natalie, tell us how everyone can find you because she's
0: the best.
1: Um, I. You can find me my website, uh, which is www balanced past tense. Um, com or you can Google Balanced Nutrition. Instagram? Here on Instagram? Instagram. I do. I'm so bad on you social are. media. I'm, like, <laughs> terrible with social yeah. media. So you're more than welcome to like it. You're not going to get a whole lot of, out of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can find Balanced Nutrition on Instagram. I think that's the Instagram handle. Yeah, I
0: think it is um, <laughs> So, yeah. Go into her office. Wonderful. Meet Stuart and his big dick. Stuart and will be there, yeah. Stuart will be there. I think people will reach out just to How see Stuart. How could you not? Too. Yeah. One-eyed. I actually friend. had a client who, who the other
1: day, like, was late, and, like, admittedly, like, she was like, I was late because I didn't want to be here, and I am so glad Stuart's here. Like, um, she, it was, like, uh, the only thing that
0: she, like, took yeah. away from the session. So helpful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And But he should have been named One-Eyed Willie because he is a big dick. One-Eyed, one-eyed Willie? <laughs> It's right. fine. <laughs> yeah, I just should have consulted you before. Yeah, I, I always
2: should. So, also, if this podcast, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for someone you know, send it out. Send help it us on grow. over to
0: them. Help your help us grow. Shrink tricks and help, help your help, friends grow. Help your friends grow. Subscribe, rate us, send this out, Natalie. We love you Thank and you everyone so listening. Much. Your body is so good. Please give yourself a big hug and do something to care for yourselves. Yes. We'll see you guys next time.